Welcome back to another episode of The Last of Us by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mark. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mario Busto alongside Zachary Newton. You're the host. Welcome. What's up, guys? Welcome back. We are on episode three of The Last of Us. A change of pace from the frenetic, um, thriller-esque episode one and two. We kind of take like a, a... Actually, I was so... I'm wondering during... While I'm watching the show, mm-hmm. did, did this occur in the game? Like all of this... We don't typically talk too much about the game in terms of what happens and what doesn't happen there because we don't want to get too far ahead with spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. But it made me start thinking like... Did any of this occur with Bill and with Frank? And I don't think we... Well, long story short, (laughs) it's a lot different in the game than this. It's a... And I would say that it's... Although different, I can understand why they went the route they did with the television show. Um, For some reasons and and others that kind of set up the rest of the season. And and realistically, it felt like the most important thing that occurs in this episode is the letter that really activates Joel into mm-hmm. realizing he's a protector of the weak. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think this episode started out great and ended great. It's Yeah. It's the, it just felt... I mean, you and I were talking just a little bit before we, we hit record on this, right? Like, and this, this episode does feel very much like a filler episode. There's just a lot of content, a lot of stuff that's going on, and it just it kind of drags a little bit. So it really is a big change of pace. It's I'm more, curious. it's definitely more emotional. I, I think that yeah. you're. It's one of those episodes that you either love or hate. And long story short, it is in the game. They do allude to Bill and Frank being partners. Yeah, they do. Um, but they don't go into their backstory or their love story, so to speak, like this episode does. This episode makes it a point to actually retell their entire stories from the game it it's all right i'm not gonna say what happens in the game because i don't want to like take away focus from the episode it's way different i don't think they wanted that tone for bill's particular story um i was a little let down that nick offerman didn't have a bigger role (laughs) because i I will i'll I'll say i'll say one thing and one thing only bill's not dead in the game Uh, although yeah I, i won't say anything other than that but in the game he's not technically dead mm-hmm. uh and in this episode it's more of a retelling of a relationship that in the game goes wrong but in the show is like this happily ever after it's kind of like a weird picture of how life is supposed to be for couples that you grow old and you die type of thing mm-hmm. that that's the ideal scenario yeah. and you and you get that version of it in this infected world with a character who doesn't really get this level of um a focus in the game yeah, it, it's it's funny how he started out hating everybody in the world, and uh, you know, and ends up changing his mind completely when he runs into Frank. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say in the beginning of the episode, I was when I saw his bunker, mm-hmm. his bunker under like his basement underneath the basement. I was thinking that to was myself, killer. 
I was thinking to myself, damn, I need to set something up, just something. Because you, you start to see like the 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 ter- terrible image of um the baby's cloth in the mass grave. And let's you know what? Let's just get into the episode recap. Yeah. Let's get into there. Let's I have it, it divided by like four scenes. We were gonna do an instant reaction, but because the the whole episode pretty much takes place telling a, a story that happens over twenty years, just there's a lot that occurs, but not it's it just feels like a big setup for a crazy pace that's going to begin next episode. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I was as I read back because I was thinking back like on the wiki of the mm-hmm. game. I was like, the what happens in the game is more on par with the pace of episodes one and two. Yeah. But in terms of the themes that they want to push or tell mm-hmm. in this series, this is an episode that deviates and decides, hey, we're going to kind of carve our own path. We're going to eliminate Bill and we're going to yeah. uh, activate Joel here and and Ellie in, in lots of ways too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that daughter role. That was actually one of the first thoughts that I had when I was watching this episode was like, okay, wow, we are deviating from the game. Like mm-hmm. the first, I think episodes one and two was very, very close to what we mm-hmm. saw in the game. This one, you know, they're, they're taking, they're making their own moves. So yeah, I'm curious to see what that means for the rest of the series, for the rest of the season. Even you know, are we are we going to continue like well, down this? Well, to to such a degree that I have yeah. no idea what's going to happen next episode. Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I I don't know. Like I don't know if they're going to kind of bring it back into it. Is it just this one story, or or did they really Can- try to stick close to the game in the beginning to help build up that audience, and now they're going to make it its own thing? Yeah, because right? if it's way- exactly the same, it could it could be kind of boring. I don't know. Can you I mean, pause? So can far. you pause here for a second? Because this, is, sure. although although later in the episode, it's kind of more of a, a thing we can uh, speed through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this part, these parts in the beginning, I find uh, really set up. We don't see Ellie and Joel much in this episode, so these yeah. part, this part in particular, the Cumberland Farms thing, is to me the most important thing that occurs. Anyways, uh, we start this episode shortly after Tess heroically blew herself up with a state house full of infected, mm-hmm. and. They have found themselves 10 miles west of Boston, which looks like the serene meadow. Is there that much of nothing on 10 miles west of Boston? I, I guess. I've never been there. I, I have, I've only been in like downtown Boston. Yeah. I, I may have driven through this, but yeah. I don't recall it. Well, I love the serene, like the juxtaposition between the meadow and everything so calm and serene. And the first image you see is Joel's f- bloody and bruised fist <laughs> going into this nice water just to kind of remind you of the world you're in yeah now i've been hiking uh probably a handful of times in places where you don't want to get lost mm-hmm. and i remember finding these little markers with the rocks yep uh that i didn't know why they were there until i, I believe those are markers to find yourself back and if you're listening to the show and you're not f- and you are from a place that knows way more than i do about this and in a place in Florida where the only hills we have are landfills, uh, <laughs> please let us know if those t- rock totems are markers to find your way back. Zach, do you know? Uh, I would assume that it has to do something with that. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of you know other other stories or whatever about you know you, you just kind of like break little branches and things like that. It's yeah. small little things um, that you would change in the in the landscape, but I haven't seen any rock totems in real life. Yeah, and by the way, in the beginning of this episode, they're grappling with Tess's death in a way that's unhealthy compared to the end of the episode, right? You have Ellie, who is kind of very emotionally mature here, where she's telling Joe, hey, I'm not the one to blame for Tess's death, but almost in a way that's a little off-putting. Like, yeah. this is a little girl who's a little bit too unaffected by Just the death a of... Just a bit. 
I mean, right? she she has grown up in this insane world. She's how old? Like, yeah, fifteen. She's. I think she mentioned that she was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Uh, last in in the previous episode, but it's one of those things where you wonder maybe this is the world she's grown up in. This world that she's never grown close to somebody, and maybe she's used to losing people so much so that she's incapable, at least at this point, of forming the attachments necessary. Yeah. To like really know what it means to lose someone. Um, and so she starts off this episode in a way that she's asking so many questions, you know, and just kind of joking around about everything. Mm-hmm. They, I, I mean, as an audience member, and I like Ellie, uh, I'm there a bit like no sort of self-reflection <laughs> of what just happened probably five hours ago or maybe yeah. a day ago. Um, and by the way, all right, I love some of the video game mechanic stuff again in this episode where you got to go to the gas station and find loot so that you can get out of there and have survival um supplies but ellie's decision to open up this basement panel that's pitch black Uh uh-huh and to jump down there is it just me or i'm i'm not doing that there's just there's there's no no way in hell i would do that i was when i was watching i'm like all right if if I were going to be that person to even go and try and open this thing, I would like get behind it so that it, I, I use it as a shield as I'm opening it. Yeah, I'm not using my face. Going exactly. face first in there. Exactly. And let me just drop did a she, rock instead. I could have just sh- like put the light did, down there. Was her original intent to go down there for like, hey, this is a place where there's tampons or pads? Like, is that? <laughs> she grabs a pack of, I think, tampons. She just explores. I mean, that that's that's what I remember from the video game. Yeah. Like, she she's just this rebellious kid and <laughs> <laughs> like has no concept of danger. Uh, so, yeah I, yeah, I I don't know what the idea was other than just like, oh, I wonder what's down here. Well, the reason I like this scene is because she comes across this infected that's underneath a pile of rubble. Yeah. And to me, this was the scene where I was like, okay, she's human. She's actually kind of grieving right here where she kills this infected. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's taking out her, her anger, her sadness. On, it's a tampon, by the way. Yeah, it is. Just read it, Tampax. All right. Pearl. So I was like, she's like, ah, oh, the, the, the dark ass basement is the place where I'm going to find my tampons. This uh-huh. has got to be it. That's, yeah. that's all that's there is one pack of tampons. That's, it's kind of funny to be honest. It is. It is a little humorous. Also, um, like, what what is this down here? To be like, uh, yeah, there's like I'm, a locker, like just a, a basement with a locker. I don't. I it don't looks know sketchy. I'll say that it, it does. looks sketchy. It also looks like this guy probably came down here to hide the the infected that's down there in the rubble. Well, it he looks probably like he came down there to upstairs. hide. And first and foremost, how everything collapsed on him. Maybe the bombs that were nearby. That I feel like that's so long ago, though. Yeah, I don't know. This infected looks a little bit like Jared Leto to me. <laughs> right, this is a Doesn't little bit, a little bit like Jared Leto. A little bit. It, it probably it, is Jared Leto. That would be funny. He would totally he, do something like that. <laughs> just play like an extra. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just gonna be infected in the, yeah. just as one scene. Give yeah, it to me. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's half uh, turned into a clicker at the moment yeah. but we'll, well see. uh while joel's kind of scavenging for whatever he can find loose scraps it's kind of a crazy comparison for bill who seems to be thriving in this environment of of a post you can fast forward a bit here yeah this is post fascination with this like fungus under the skin. i was fascinated so i wanted to see what was there it's I'll, interesting it, it's disgusting 
it is disgusting. I, I did want to, you don't have to rewind, but while we get into this next scene that takes us into the next phase of the episode, Ellie asked Joel some questions, some annoying, some, 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 annoying. some kind of cute, you know, her jealousy of like Joel being able to fly in the sky and kind of a little jab at the audience of, hey, appreciate what you get to do because, you know, if this all goes away, there's going to be a generation of kids who never got to fly in the sky. Yeah. Uh, and then another bit where she takes a jab at the government for not being able to control the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, that was another little jab. Uh, <laughs> 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 like almost like a COVID jab yeah, sort of it felt thing. Like it. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. But you're here at this point where their relationship's not that personal. And you're seeing sort of a before and after. And I think that's really the the one of the key purposes of bill telling bill's story right to the end with the letter is that that letter softens joel up to his purpose mm -hmm. right that's yeah. that's what it is he him what they do in this episode is they make bill joel and they make frank tess that's what they do but in reality frank is ellie and what i mean by that oh, is yeah when they have the lunch at the table what do they do they have the man and they have the woman Okay, mm -hmm. let's let's be frank. Let's just be frank, Frank. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's the feminine one in the relationship with, with um. I almost called him Nick. Um, <laughs> do you watch the show that he's known for? I've never seen it. Parks and Rec, or is it Community? I, he was in Parks and Rec, uh, and then there's Devs. He's also in that one. Uh, My sister's obsessed. My sister's obsessed with, with Parks. No, with Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. No, not uh, Devs. The, the, there's a lot of people I know that are obsessed with Parks and Rec. Yeah. It feels like there's divisions. You're either a Parks and Rec or you're an office person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one or the other. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I've I've wanted to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, Rec, but I'm not like I'm not that into it. I couldn't. Yeah. Well, anyways, that that's that's at least what I took away from it. Where you have Joel and Bill are similar, and they they don't trust anybody. They're protectors. They're survivors. Yeah. I don't think Tess is like Frank. I think uh, I don't think anybody's like Frank in, the, in this episode because Tess is way more hardened. Maybe not because she's the one who softens up to Ellie first, right? She's uh, she kind of plays hard, but she's really not hard, right? I I don't know. They they, they both kind of felt just as hard, like towards Ellie. Hardened, 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 yeah, hardened, but not. Uh, she softens like when you see her in I, that scene with ellie and she's eating the chicken sandwich and you kind of see yeah. like this motherly side of her come out yeah you know? yeah no i i, I get that i i just don't know i i still feel like she tests at least i mean even ellie to be completely honest i think they're both uh much harder than frank like they, they, they both seem a lot more hard-headed and just blunt yeah yeah frank seems like he's an idealist in a sense where mm -hmm. he's he's he wants the normalcy of the previous world yeah right where he wants yeah. to have the friends and he wants the community of people and bill is like the everyone get the hell off my lawn uh -huh. we're gonna barricade the shit <laughs> we got a bunker full of guns <laughs> and everyone get out of here right uh -huh. he's like the cranky old man uh the way they take us back to their story is interesting because I had never heard. There's lots of interesting things this show is doing for game for the game players and for the mm -hmm. people who are interested in the lore of the show and how everything fell apart. Joel does give the cleanest summary of how everything went fell apart in one day, which I was wondering myself, like Same. how in one day. And I'm still kind of having a hard time, 
you know, I mean, suspending like, my disbelief. We, we've just but, been through COVID. That didn't happen all in one day. Pa- kind of pause like for two build. seconds. Yeah. Pause for two seconds here. Yeah. Uh, he talks about that the virus got into a food supply. So which cereal are we blaming? Are we blaming oatmeal cookies? Kellogg's. What are we doing? Are we blaming oatmeal cookies? Because that's what was in the oven at the <laughs> Adler's. Were they making well, oatmeal cookies for Nana? Is this a, a threat? Is this an attack on the oatmeal cookie? I don't know. I mean, McDonald's does make pretty great oatmeal well, raisin cookies. Well, they mentioned in Jakarta that it was in a flour factory. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was flour. So flour is used in a, a million different yeah, I mean, things. it's used in cereal and... So which cereal are we blaming? Which cereal kicked off the pandemic? Mm. Frosted Flakes? Corn Flakes? I don't, I don't know, man. Lucky uh, Charms? My, my money's on like Kellogg's or Cheerios. Kellogg's, right? I'm going, yeah. with, I'm going with General Mills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get sued by General Mills. Yeah. <laughs> Defamation or something. All right. You can click play. Oh, amazing. So they take us back by this by this road where Joel doesn't want Ellie to go to because it's a mass grave where people, kind of similar to the way Jews were taken to the uh, concentration very, camps. Very much similar. Uh, what they would do with people where they would say, hey, we're going to take you to a quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what we're going to do is kill you because there's no room there and it's better to kill you because at least you can't turn infected because then we got to kill you again and you're much harder to kill them. Yeah. But the sad, really sad part is, is that it's, it focuses on this, this like baby's cloth mm-hmm. and it shows this young black woman with her, with her child. And you know, for a fact that those two were shot because you see her, yeah. her clothes so close to the baby's clothes right next to each other. And that's where we meet Bill, uh, who is not falling for the trap of the military escorting the entire town of people mm-hmm. to the fake QZ that they're not going to. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's on to it. That's our introduction to a, a guy who seems that he's been waiting for this moment his entire life. <laughs> he's got this bunker with cameras. I, I'm running the logistics all in my head of like, how does he have this many cameras? How are they not noticing the cameras? Are the cables running to the basement? Is that what you were thinking when you started seeing the way he was set up? To defend this town to a to a degree, right? Like, I mean, cameras on on your house. I mean, I've I've seen them quite a bit. I don't think much of it these days, but he's got like CCTV set up all around his home. It's it's pretty impressive. He's a prepper. Yeah, there there was a what what was it? Joel asked him if he was a prepper or something like that. Does he? I didn't catch that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely preparing for something or did prepare for something. I mean, he's got everything. He's got the fake paint on the he's door. He's got the oxygen mask. Yeah. He's I mean, got... This guy's got stuff in a refrigerator so he can charge a battery. Like, come on. It's so well done to the point that if I'm Joel, how much do you love your brother? <laughs> yeah. Think about it. I want to stay in paradise, right? Although I got a point later in the episode that we can contend with, mm-hmm. um, we can talk about because I wrote it like in I wrote it immediately as it occurred I was, mm. that I just couldn't buy it. That we'll talk about, and I think it's the reason Joel left. Well, okay, we get the flashback of Bill, who they give him a, just a great couple of montages here where he's going around the entire town. He's getting gasoline. He's getting a giant generator. Did, did you see him punch in the expensive gasoline too, right? He got, it oh, did he? Cream, yeah. Why? Does it does it last longer? I don't know. It's, I mean, he's not paying for it. <laughs> what does he care? True, Just true. Him, he can start with the best. But he's, he just knows everything. He's truly I, a genius. That's what yeah. they want you to, They he's a survival genius. That's what they want to paint here. Survivalist, and they, yeah. They do it effectively. 
I, lo- I love the scene where he's like in the Costco or the Home Depot mm-hmm. and the lights go out and he's just like, well, that was fast. Yeah. And he, know, he just goes straight to the power plant and hijacks a huge generator Massive. in the back. I love how he's using a boat as a trailer. It's kind of funny. I love how he's using an old truck, which reminds you and anybody else out there that if the world does go to hell, mm-hmm. you ain't going to, you're yeah, go get a diesel vehicle. Not a Tesla. <laughs> you don't go get an electric vehicle. We are yeah. going back to the mechanical way of doing this. It's not going to be any sort of software updates. Nope. There's going to be a tape player in there and that's what you're going to have to deal with. You might even need a damn horse. Yeah, there's no podcast. Actually, no, we could just still do our podcast. We would have radio. We'd have radio. We'd just be radio. Yeah, we, we would be live. Like, that's, that's a step farther than we are right now. We haven't even figured out to, how to get live. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> welcome to Pirate Radio. Episode 1,703. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought um, at the, earlier on when, when they were introducing us to Bill, um after the military left and he was going to get his truck and his boat i thought i thought this was just gonna be like a joyride out to go take his boat on the water to be completely yeah, yeah. honest that's where i thought playing, this was going i was like they start playing okay. credence start playing finally, credence. Everybody's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally a man can fish in peace uh-huh <laughs> so they answered every question i had as the montage was going on i'm thinking to myself is a guy like bill gonna eat these cornflakes or what does he have for food and sure enough they show like a a a coop of chickens they show him like i don't know doing i don't know how he's gonna refrigerate the meat but i'm assuming he's gonna like smoke it um, i would imagine and just um, yeah i mean bill knows right well i mean he has power and he's throw it in the freezer or something chop it up well long story short bill pretty much what is the word i'm looking for when you like death proof your place oh i don't even know it's like a survival term. He fortifies his he, uh, yeah. facility here. He, he's not only fortified his house, he has fortified the <laughs> entire town. I would yeah. argue he's fortified too wide of an area for any one person to control. But, you know, it's a show. I don't know. It's only a, it's only his house and a few stores. It's not like it's a, a huge It's a whole city. town, buddy. It's, it's a it's whole like town. A down, it's a downtown area. It's like a it's like a two like a T like a street and then like a two curving streets out. Yeah. Dude, there's there's at least like 10 or 12 buildings there. About. It's, it's not terribly big. It's still big, though. It One really person. Gave me some, uh, what was it, Negan? Uh, like yes, Alexandria vibes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, big time. Big time. In fact, I was thinking about Bill probably could have ran a better Alexandria by himself than everyone else did. Oh, of course. I mean, if nobody's there to, you know, disobey your orders, it's, it's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah, well, they continue to set up Bill as the recluse that he is um, taking care of things when one day his soulmate... He's got a cannon on his property. Did you see that? He had a cannon? There was a cannon. Go back? I want to I'm, see I'm rolling it back. So if you look at the CCTV footage here where... Um, How do you rig a cannon? Right there. Oh, my God. He, he has There's a cannon, cannon right on yeah. the right. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know how, how useful that would be, but he's got one. So we get to Frank. Yeah, hole, Frank. But we don't yeah, know. Frank uh, falls into one of his traps. How was he not burned alive or something? I figured, I figured that if you fell into a hole mm-hmm. of bills, you would be dead. Uh, it's, it's just it's a deep hole. It's right. just one hole? You know, what you would normally do, at least in my mind, at least, from put spikes I've in read, there. Yeah, you put spikes at the bottom. 
Yeah. And there, there's a lot of stories of, of castles and things like that where they would have deep holes and have spikes out the bottom and just dump people in them. Yeah, it's, it is surprising that there wasn't a trap down there for him. Yeah. But maybe it's easier. Maybe it's easier just to not do that and then light a fire and kind of torture him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would, I mean, just blow his hands off. With I mean, he was four years alone. Bill is, seems pretty well adjusted for a man who probably hasn't spoken to a human for four years. Yeah, I mean, at least he like he has something to do. Like he has stuff to put his mind on. Like, okay, I've got to build a fence. Okay, I've got to kill an animal. Okay, I've got to cook. I've got to do this. And he could read and he can listen. So like, it's not like he's just locked in a room with nobody and not, nobody to talk to and nothing to do. He at least has things to put his mind uh, towards or on whatever you wanna you wanna say. I feel like his voice should be a little bit like soft. From not having spoken. I mean, I wouldn't have years. spoken to anybody in four years. Yeah. Well, I remember I, I once went to go visit a friend in college who mm. uh, was an introvert of sorts, and uh, I went there with uh, for like a school interview, and I went to visit this person. I hadn't seen I hadn't seen him in months or maybe like half a year. I don't think this person spoke to a soul okay. in this place because they were introverted. I don't think that they knew how to like make you know, I don't know, friends or connect or whatever. Hmm. Their voice was like a, like a mouse. So I was thinking to myself, this person hasn't spoken to a human in, in, in months. <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, this guy, Bill, has probably not spoken to anybody for four years. Probably. I mean, he could, he could have been speaking to himself. I don't know. But, but he operates well. He's, a, he's like a solo, yes. solo warrior. Anyways, let's get into this... Uh, Frank encounter. I think Frank finagles his way in here. He sees the setup Bill's got with the stake, and he's yeah. on to uh, onto Bill's interest in a way, and kind of uh, softens him up. And they, you know, they both kind of get something out of the deal, right? Bill gets yeah, for sure. Bill gets a connection, and Frank gets protection. That's a that rhymed. It it did rhyme unintentionally, you know. <clears throat> I was trying to figure out at this point, you know, is Frank like not a pathological liar, but just like a really good liar? Or is he just actually really bad? I was wondering that as well, because he does look pretty hopeless out there as a survivor. However, as the episode progresses, that quickly goes away Yeah. in terms of what, you know, their love story and how they feel for each other and all that, that, that becomes pretty clear. I mean, they both do like dual suicide. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, you better, you better love somebody. The pills were in the wine yeah. too. Yeah. Aren't they? Yep. Exactly. But I think the moment Frank has this steak here and he realizes he's probably been eating like berries from the forest for the last uh, three days. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got to find a way to stay here. Let me go to this piano and <laughs> show my chops. He's, by the way, the entire time I'm watching this, I'm looking at Frank. And I'm trying to figure out where he's from the entire time. He plays, he didn't start as a psychopath, but in White Lotus season one, have you seen White Lotus season one? I started and I got one, maybe two episodes into it. And then I fell off. Well, the concierge who's kind of, uh, he's nice in the beginning, but he's, you know, he's, he's very uh, unique in terms of like, he's, he's very particular with everything has to be in order but he hates the guests and all this well he gets yeah. taken to the brink and he's like 
Oh my god, I'm spoiling a show. I feel bad. It, it's it's fine. I I, All right. I don't know if I'm gonna if you, finish it. No, no, I don't care about you. The oh, audience. Okay, fine. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're never gonna finish White Lotus season because you just <laughs> finished season two. I know you. You're I not know, gonna go back. No. The audience, though, if you haven't, just tune out here for for thirty seconds. He seems okay. like somebody who's like no. He has a, he, he has a he has a psychotic break in the in White Lotus. <laughs> he goes nuts. So when I'm watching in a mirror, I'm just picturing him the entire time from White Lotus, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, this is like his. This is what naturally occurs to him, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move forward a bit here. They have a. They share a nice meal. Uh, Bill is not really sold on Frank, but he's quickly converted as they have an emotional ballad on the piano. Over, I don't, I'm not sure what song that is, but I think it also ends the episode. I'm not 100% sure. It does end the episode. I, I don't recognize the song, but I know Linda Ronstadt. Who is I Linda just, Ronstadt? She, Joel made uh, such a big stink about Linda Ronstadt. She used to be... Let me see what band she used to be in. Da, da, da. I have like two of her albums. All right, let's not spend 30 minutes on Linda no, Ronstadt. I'm not going to spend 30 minutes on it. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> this whole episode is about setting up Bill and Frank as characters, you know? And the backstory between them. Now, it does feel like a transition episode because of the survival element. I do think an episode like this to have it slow down for you, the pace, Mm -hmm. is important because you have, you can't always be going 80 miles an hour in a show like The Last of Us or at a certain point that 80 miles an hour starts to feel like 50, right? And that means then you got to go to 120 to get that mm-hmm. same feeling. So it's good to slow it down, invest more in your characters. You get way more investment and a way more layered and intricate and emotional and empathetic view of Bill and Frank than you do in the video games. So they surpass it there. It's a very cynical uh, ending for Bill and Frank in the game, albeit it's more exciting because of the... In a game, it's different. There's an objective here, an objective there. Joel's going to Bill for a battery. Bill doesn't know he's coming. It's just a whole lot of different things. And yeah, that would have flowed well with last episode's mm-hmm. pacing. However, you take away from it if you have one, two, three episodes at that crazy pace. I think you need to slow it down. Yeah, you, you have and, to slow down and yeah. go fast. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I, I, think, I think one of the, the disappointing... I'm totally fine with having a slower episode and having a lot of character building. My disappointment is that the characters that got built are dead. <laughs> like there's, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of carryover, and that's there, like there was just a little bit of bonding between Ellie and Joel, but not much. I would have preferred this episode. I would have, I didn't dislike the episode at all, so I don't want to be misunderstood here. I would have preferred it though if Bill had at least survived. Yeah, I mean after all of this, but the moment I saw when they, because they have they go through pretty much a series of how they continue to 
I guess, go through life together, right? Mm-hmm. So they do the first three years. That's where they meet Joel and Tess, right? Yeah. And then you have fast forward 10 years, okay? And you have Frank now has a deteriorating disease. Yeah, I would have preferred if Bill had survived simply because of the investment. But the moment that you see that fast forward to 10 years later, and Frank has this deteriorating disease, I'm assuming cancer, right? It, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was cancer. I mean, and, it looks it looked like cancer, and Bill says that even before this, yeah. that they never had a cure for it. So that's that's my that was my assumption at least. Well, once you go down that path, it feels like it it felt wrong for Bill. He almost didn't believe that Bill could go on living because yeah. of how invested he was in making Frank his purpose to protect. Right? I mean, like twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyways, before we get to the that. Uh, three years later, they meet Joel and Tess, thanks to, thanks to Frank. So he sets up this whole smuggling network simply out of a desire to have some friends. Seems he wants to just kind of get outside of their crazy, isolated existence that they have. Yeah. And they begin to work with Joel and Tess on a smuggler basis, kind of like, hey, we can get materials from the QZ that you guys don't have access to. And in exchange, you can get us stuff that we don't have access to. Mm-hmm. And it's, I found it interesting because, you know, Frank relates to Tess here and gets her inside so that Joel and and Bill can have a one-on-one. And it's in that one-on-one that Joel lets Bill know, hey, you know, he shows his value immediately as a construction guy looking at his fence and saying, yeah, you got maybe, I don't know what the time limit he says, but he says it's going to... It's uh, going it was, to what, a few years. I totally forgot that he worked in construction, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense how he knows so much about it. Yeah, and he pro- he says that he could get him a lifetime's worth of that sort Aluminum. of material. Well, right? it was it was I think it was more so that the material that he would get him would last longer. Yeah, this was stuff was already starting to rust or something. Yeah, the other two n- notes that I appreciated here was the Frank coming up with the code for the 60s, 70s, 80s mm-hmm. music. I don't remember if that was a thing in the games either. I but can't, re- I kinda, I wanna maybe, say it was. If Jimmy, maybe Jimmy can look that up and we'll find out. But on the way out, in an ominous tone, Joel tells Bill, hey, you can't protect this entire town by yourself. In a way, it almost felt like Joel was kind of vying for a place in this town. He saw this existence. He felt like maybe a way that he could exist in here and help him protect it. Mm-hmm. But it's really a warning towards Bill that raiders will come and they'll, and they'll strike at night and they'll, they'll come in quiet, which we see fast forwarding again three years later to the raiders attacking. Now, here's my biggest issue with the episode. Okay. The raiders shot Bill. He's the only person fighting them. That they know of. Obviously, half of them are being burned alive with the traps. <laughs> yeah. However, they've clearly shot Bill. Mm-hmm. They've clearly done a, at least a little bit of recon on the place, right? They know it. They yeah, they know it exists. That's enough. They came there with guns. Oh they yeah, know they, they know it exists. Go ahead. So they know it's protected. They don't strike again in ten years after that. I mean, if you lost like over half your men and you got burned alive, I don't I see. They they may have I known it existed. I don't know if that. I mean, it it's a big area. It's not like it's just one home surrounded. So they don't know. Maybe they could have been a lot more people in there. I disagree. I I personally think that 
there's just absolutely no way they don't come back. They shot the one guy in the street. There wasn't like an army of people behind the fence. So that was my issue of not being able to believe that. But it's not a big deal. I just found it. I thought that they would have been over and they both would have been shot on sight with Bill injured, Frank's being useless with a gun. You know, they would have been killed on sight. But instead, we do get the, um, I wouldn't say happily ever after, but I would say they go together. They existed together, they survived together, and they die together. Yeah. And that's where you get that 10 years. You can just kind of take it to the 10 years, to the dinner that they're having there. They get to the, um, yeah, we're past all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could skip by going to the clicker and just like that's pushing. Tr- that's that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't true. know if you thought about that, but. I, you know, it didn't cross my mind. Yeah, it's it's useful. It's a useful tool. It's, the... it's very useful when you have to skip <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not much that occurs. It's, there's no, a there's rate... not. It's, it's a really slow burn. Like the episode there, is just a really, really slow it's, burn. It's more of just a character backstory episode, and that's yeah. that's what it is, which is which is good for, I don't know what purpose it serves later, but I, I truly felt that it all led to that letter. Bill prepared all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Frank is going out on his terms. You can respect that, you know, where yeah. he's like, I'm not going to be a burden to you. Put some pills in my wine. Now, he should have known that Bill would have done this with him. So to me, it felt a little bit selfish on Frank's part. But hey, Bill's Bill, if he can make his decision to kill himself, then Bill can too, you know, don't be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do agree. It kind of felt a little bit selfish. Um, in general i mean you're what is it like you're it's assisted suicide basically yeah um i wasn't expecting bill to do this because i was hoping that he would live i was hoping but and i knew in the game that he survived but at the same time we were so off track of what occurs there that i was not surprised ultimately because the bill in this backstory is not the bill in the game and i think that's what they're trying to tell you if if they want you to come in with no expectation and i I respect that they're telling a different story i think neil Druckmann hit the reset button on the backstory between these two i think he would have done it all over again he would do it a different way uh in the games and this was the story that they wanted to tell a more um i would say a more optimistic one even though it does end in tragedy uh it's it's definitely not at least I don't think this is a story that you could have told in the game. No, you couldn't do this. Well, you couldn't do it for 40 minutes. Well, that, exactly. But I mean, like, that that's a big part of the episode. It's a <laughs> you big go to part the, of the story. You go to the There's kitchen, you tap things. square 20 times to mash yeah, up right. the pills to put in the, uh-huh. <laughs> into the wine. <laughs> that's a hell of a mini game for a 13-year-old. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, there you go. Good stuff. I think that, was that game mature? Uh, Last of Us? Yeah, all right. So all 17, a 17-year-old. Um, I also don't think it would have marketed to their core audience in the game either. So I don't think so. Yeah. But we can go forward now to the end of the episode, which drives the point, the legacy of Bill, the protector. We can call him Bill, the protector was to leave this letter. He had written one, not knowing whose hands it was going to fall into, but it was Ellie's, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And up till now, this entire episode, they're still grappling with Tess's death. Joel low-key resents Ellie a bit for bringing all of this heartache into his life again. Yeah. He somewhat blames her for Tess 
she understands she has a role in Tess's de- uh, mm-hmm. dying, not because she wanted this immunity, because this is the world they live in, and at the yeah. end of the day, they are escorting her, right? Mm-hmm. But this letter serves in a way to give them both perspective and to give Joel perspective on what his purpose in life is. And although he hates the world and he doesn't have trust in anybody and he has lived like with the pain of his daughter's death for so long and he maybe Bill didn't even know that about Joel, but it comes out in his personality. Yeah. He sees Joel as the same type of person he is, that they are equipped to survive in this world. They are equipped to protect people. And I love the line, you know, so help anybody who gets in their way. Mm-hmm. And that is what's really going to set up the show because we are going to see a side of Joel here as that protector. And we can already kind of feel it. We saw a glimpse of it at the end of episode right one. At the end of episode one, we saw the glimpse of it when he beats that prison guard to death. Mm-hmm. Or not prison guard, the Fedra guard. Yeah. And I think there's a point here where Ellie also knows that there's there are there's actual impact by little decisions you make in this world because she does there's something different that occurs here joel leaves that house and tells her to stay there and for the first time she actually stays there in the chair when he comes back in yeah yeah you're right it's the first time she's ever listened and so it's it's an evolving subtly happening because this show and i didn't get to this point earlier this show is about the journey relationship of joel and ellie Mm -hmm. the show is helping us in a way grounding us more in that by telling us the backstories of characters like Bill and Frank that didn't get their due in the game as much because format of uh, the art medium and whatever else you want to say. This episode is at the end of the day, a transition episode and a backstory episode. And it leads us into one that I think will get us back to survival mode next episode. I think so. I I don't think the next episode is going to be as slow as this. I think we're going to be right back into action. Yeah. And I got to say, selfishly, if I'm inheriting all of Bill's stuff, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just stay, man. I think I'd just stay. I think I'd stay and I'd try to find good people to bring to my town to join me to help me protect it. You know, but he has his brother in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. and he's got to go save him and that's where this episode leaves off they have everything they need they have the battery for the truck they have the weapons they loot everything it's hilarious because the first thing they put in the bag is toilet paper which yeah. reminded me of the pandemic and i was like why <laughs> toilet paper why is that a joke i think it's a joke i would have taken every gun off that wall yeah it would have been what i would would think to grab first yeah well you get your girl linda ronstadt in the end with a with a cassette that's just sitting in the in the passenger side glove box and gotta, do you have any background on linda because i know you've been doing I, I research think, for the last she, like 30 minutes she just played with the eagles i don't think she wasn't in the band she played with the eagles my yeah i don't i don't think she was in the band you know i saw the eagles last year right in concert oh really yeah that's nice it was incredible i bet yeah well if if they're around again at some point maybe I'll, oh maybe you gotta do it you gotta it's do been a, it. it's been a while I, since i've been to concert i've seen two bands that were i mean obviously they're old now yeah. i saw a kiss live Really? Not a, I'm not really. I'm not a Kiss fan. I'm Me really neither, not. But I did. I, I did like, like a couple of good songs. I like Gene Simmons. Is it Gene Simmons? Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. I liked his uh, reality show. I used to watch with my dad. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a fun. I show. I know this show. I don't know the name of the but, show. Yo, those guys can rock out. Uh, 
And that's the end of episode three of The Last of Us and this commentary pod. Zach. That it is. Final thoughts. I'm at this point after this episode, I have no idea what to expect in episode four and beyond. I'm with you on that one. I, I, I really am. I, I do appreciate the change of pace. Again, I'll, I'll stick with what I said. I think in the end, the episode's a little disappointing for me because the, the majority of the character building is not something that really gets to stick with you through the rest of the season. Yeah. Are we ever going to get... dies off. Are we ever going to get one of these that like the character lives? Because that's another thing that I felt when when they did decide for both of them to die. Because they could have gone both ways here, right? They could have they could have had either if they killed them both, then they could have made one of them live that that didn't. Mm-hmm. HBO has this thing where they do tend to um, revisit actors who are in other shows of theirs. White Lotus is an HBO show, so I was, oh, yeah. you know I was happy for the guy. Um, what's his name? Murray Murray. I wrote it down. Murray Bartlett. It's it's cool that you know you do well in one show and the network recognizes that you you know puts you forward to another major role yeah. in the show. Um, but it does feel so gloomy that every character that they get close to dies. And at a certain point, an audience, you got to have some sort of justice. You got to have some sort of payoff or a hat, you know, just something, a high note that you end on and not always just death. Yeah, I I get that, but I I kind of, as we're talking about that, I feel like that was a lot of what we got in the game, right? Like, I mean, the the entire game, (sighs) it's it's about the story (sighs) of Ellie and Joel, right? (laughs) There is like, yeah, there's a few other people. Careful, there's there's (laughs) careful. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too far. I mean, like, there's a few other people, right? Like, there's Tess, some others. I'm not gonna mention, but I mean, where are they now? right yeah yeah well oh you know uh season two was greenlit for last of us already Mm -hmm. and did you know i don't know if i'm pulling this stat maybe jimmy can correct me the sales of last of us one and two i think they went up by like something like 320 something percent since this release since last of us premiered on hbo the game sales. 238% rise in sales. 238% rise in That's sales. That's insane. It's nuts, huh? It made yeah, it, it made me re-download the first one. HBO's hit show catapults The Last of Us sales by over 300% now. Wow. Yeah, Six over days 300%. ago it was 238. Now it's over 300%. That's and the PC version, and by the way, the PC version mm-hmm. hasn't even come out yet. It's coming out soon. Like in the next... Uh, I, I think the next couple if, months. If they remade um, The Last of Us 1 for PS5. Well, let's geek out for a little bit because Last of Us 2's gameplay yeah. is fantastic. It is. They've been working on an online mode that's supposed to be survival, open world. Really? Something like Tarkov, if you've ever heard of Escape from I've, Tarkov. I've heard of it, yeah. If it actually is anything like that. <laughs> I'm going to drain some hours on that one, 100%. All right, Zach, uh, get, let's get into some categories. Let's get into uh, the outro, and uh, let's look forward to next week. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Let's do it. Same here. All right, best scene in the episode. I liked the prepper scene. That's the one that sticks out where they first, 
where they first show him in the basement under the basement. Yeah. It's such a good intro to um to him and then can I give my, can I give a runner up scene? Is that is that legal? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you can give a runner up. Uh the letter. The letter reading by Ellie and okay. the what that does to Joel. Okay. Okay. I How think that's you? I think that's that's good. I will give two as well. I did like the letter scene and seeing that story, you, you know, kind of push them into, I don't know, a, a better relationship, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that was nice. I'm curious to see how that plays out in the, in the next episode and um, how those two characters continue to develop. But the other one that I would, I would pick was the payoff for the one that you picked. It was the, it was the the battle with with all the uh, raiders catching on fire oh, and yeah. getting zapped. It was great. I mean, yeah. if you're prepping that much, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta have pay. something. Yeah, you gotta pay it off. Uh, next one would be best character in the episode. Oh, yeah, I think you gotta give it to Bill. I think he he does a complete 180 yeah. as a character. Yeah, he a complete 180, and that that cannot be. Uh, it, it's a it's a. I thought it was a masterclass performance by Nick Offerman as he does really good in everything. Cause, him in. Because Frank doesn't really change. Right. No, Frank is Frank. He's, he's static, but, but Bill is a completely different person at, from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Best line in the episode. I've got, got one that kind of wasn't a line, but go, go for it. Mine is the and God help those MFers who stand in your way. I thought that was that was good. Mine was when Ellie was reading the letter. That that was on top. No, that. I know, I know, I know. But yeah. specifically the part where she was reading um, Bill <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was do you, like, do you think, I had to re- rewind it. I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? I feel like she doesn't know what he 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 he. I don't think so because man. she didn't grow up with like a cell phone yeah. or something, right? Uh, I mean, but come on, still like sound it out. It's yeah, not, it's not it's not too hard. Okay, um, next one and I guess last one would be. Was there anything in the episode that you felt was sort of a plot hole? Yeah, I said it. Uh, the raider is not attacking again. That's right. I, there's absolutely no way a place like that doesn't get attacked twice in 10 years and one guy defending it if they look they attacked once they shot him in the stomach and they shot him in the leg did they get him in the leg i thought it was just the stomach i could have swore they hit him two two places i think it was just the stomach well that's a big one you don't want to get shot in the stomach i was Uh, looking for black blood i'm like was it the liver but yeah i was on the other side of his body i think yeah i was actually when they fast uh, flash, fast forward, flash forward, I don't know, whatever. Flash yeah. forward, I guess. Yeah, because you're still in a flashback, so you flash forward, whatever. Yeah, you got to flash something. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, you got flashed, all right. <laughs> um, well, when they get to the wheelchair, I thought it was Bill. I'm like, no, nah, they're deviating completely now. But no, it was Frank. He was, he's sick. So yeah. at that point, that's when I thought Bill was going to live. And then they hit me with the curveball of, of yeah, taking him out. Same. I thought he, I thought he was going to die. I thought he was dead. Yeah. I'm, dis- then, I'm disappointed about and then, that. Yeah, it was it was Frank. You could have told the whole story. Yeah, I guess you couldn't tell the whole story if you don't. I get it. I understand why they did it, but 
you get attached to the character as the episode goes on. You're like, you want to see him survive in this world. And like, well, what does this 40 minutes like? of watching him survive. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna I, I also kind of want to see that dynamic of him help Joel help somebody to protect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I wanted we'll the school mission, man. <laughs> you want a what mission? There's a mission in the game that's after this. That's like, takes him to a school. Oh, I don't know okay. if we're going to get that now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I doubt it. I feel like I feel like we're gonna have a big jump if if you were if you're a game player, uh, from where we are right now to just, to why, I'm, yeah. just I'm just gonna say much farther in the game. I agree because you can't just be do that's that's the reason I understand an episode. Yeah, doing like a, a slowdown backstory yeah. for for a kind of pivot mm-hmm. because you're not gonna just do mission after mission in the show. No, you, it would it would be it would yeah. be The Walking Dead. It just it gets boring yeah. after a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess they took note from that. So, all right, Zach, take I us guess. to the outro. I will, but I had one thing I was going to say about. about okay, a, don't take us a, to the a maybe outro. plot hole, and then I'll take us to the outro. Is it like weird to you that there's no other smugglers or whatever you want to call it in the Besides network? Them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It just I kind agree. of seemed like this random one-off thing that happened. I always thought, or at least had it in my head, that there was like this big network of smugglers that worked for frank oh my god i got one Where are they? how is joel transporting 12 spools of aluminum to uh that's also great great question without a vehicle yeah okay all right well yeah that'll that'll wrap up season one episode three of the last of us on the story archives podcast thank you for listening to this podcast you can find it anywhere you find podcasts spotify google and apple podcasts you can visit us on our website at soapbox.house you'll find links out to this podcast and a few other shows that we have on there